Welcome to Panning on Empty, the weekly pop culture podcast in which two averagely informed people discuss film, television and anything else they get distracted by whilst inspired by a pun. Along the way, we'll try and help you decide what's worth paying attention to and what isn't. Remember to vote for future episodes at punningonempty.com and follow us on Instagram. Hello, Johanna. Hello, Jamie. <laughs> what uh, what culture did you consume this week? Is it very predictable to say that I've been watching a Mandalorian? No, not at all. I think that's fine. Did you watch it? Uh, no, not yet. I'm saving it all up. But you've got Disney Plus, so I, yeah, I, mean, I know that's yeah. the like adult show on it. Oh well, if you haven't seen it, but basically, you know, the first series I thought was quite good, but the second series, you just, I just didn't realise they could make Baby Yoda so cute. I mean, I know everyone goes on about him, and I, I don't feel that I'm saying anything inventive, but I think I love him as much as I love like my babies when I had them. Every episode is just like a standalone episode at the moment. There is sort of an overarching story, but it's more like the Mandalorian goes to a planet, he helps someone out, Baby Yoda does something cute. He's still on his mission to get Baby Yoda back to, like, the Jedis. Right. It's good. I can't believe you're not watching it. Just watch it. I got cut off by the word Mandalorian. Well, I mean, that is what um, Boba Fett is. Isn't it? No, but it's a very, it's a very sort of, it's a very smug title for it that rewards people that are really like, oh, don't you know what a Mandalorian is? I mean, it's like, I'd have called it the Adventures of Baby Yoda, like, and just like, brought, you know, yeah. But I mean, do you know what? He's ninety nine. He's not a baby. But I think in Yoda years, that's obviously still very young. Well. I mean, if he's not a baby, yeah, he's definitely a baby. He's called Baby Yoda. That's, he's not that's called Baby Yoda. That's what we call him. They just call him the kid. They don't even know what Yoda is in the series. They're literally like, what is this green thing? And they're trying to find like where he's come from and get him back there, basically. I have I feel. No, he can't speak. He can't speak. He's a baby. He literally, he can barely walk. I mean, he and he can't control the force. Like he's sort of every now and then he does the force. Know how to do it? Like it's brilliant. It's basically brilliant. Like you should just watch it. And it's just like he only does the force if he really, really wants something, or if he's like really, really in danger. And so when there's just sort of medium danger, they all just look at him and go, "Do that thing you did before." And he's just, "I'm a baby." <laughs> I, on the other hand, I watched two horror films last night. Get me? Do you like horror? I can't remember. Yeah. What did you watch? I watched. Um... Ready or Not, you heard of that? I think you'd like that one a lot. It's really good. It's about um, poshos getting their comeuppance. Um, it's basically, uh, so I watched two horror films. The first one, yeah, Ready or Not, which is really good. Uh, American horror film it's in that kind of slightly get out vibe in which um, it's, it's a clear metaphor for sort of like, you know, social stuff. Like you know, the horror is it is very, very obviously making making social comment. And then the other one, which is called Relic, which uh, was about seventy five percent of a very good horror film, and then got very stupid at the end when they explained everything. I watched a horror called um, The Hunt. Is it a horror or a thriller? 
but it, it it's it sort of it was really delayed for ages and it's just come out now on sky and that was really really good and that was about rich people it's like a game of rich people killing poor people like 12 poor people who are set off um and it's written by damon lindelhoff and nick coos who is carlton coos's son they of course are the duo behind lost uh so i was very interested in it and it actually was a very very good beginning um it's, it's like these sort of 12 strangers wake up in the middle of the woods and they don't and know why they're there. how did they how did they come up with that as the beginning point of a, how did damon linderhoff of lost name come up with that as a starting point i would say what's really really good is that they really subvert your expectations of what happens from that point onwards so it's actually a really amazing first 15 minutes is it a because... giant hippo not a giant polar bear <laughs> so what you think is going to happen doesn't happen the people anyway it's all it's really good it had like quite mixed reviews but i would really recommend watching it i thought it was a... oh there's my boiler there we go I don't know how to turn it's, that off when authentic. we're recording. It's like, it's like cinema verite, but for podcasts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I would, I don't know if that's along the lines of ready or not, but this was, a, this was very much about like the divide in America between, you know, people, people who live in like cities versus rednecks in the country and, and those sorts of divisions and sort of really satirizing them but also with really, really gory deaths. Um, yeah, and yeah. so it was yeah. like, yeah, it was good if you want. I would recommend to watch that if you want to know, if you fancy another horror, if you're on that well, I don't normally like horror. I'm a bit of a horror baby. I, I, and I did, to be honest, I did, I, I did freak myself a bit out a bit. The quite scary one that I watched recently, um, I watched Hereditary. Seen that? I, so I watched the trailer for that. I said, that's too scary. I can't no, watch that. you should watch it. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's it's really good because um, the first three quarters could essentially just be a, a drama, a family drama. <laughs> could just yeah, be cool. about a family falling apart and then sort of the horror like begins. So I think you'd like it. It's, it's and also it's then... Muriel's wedding lady as well, isn't it? That actress who's brilliant. Um who's Muriel in Muriel's Oh, movie. yeah, Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, amazing. You know, I'll watch her in anything. I think she's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and it's also got the guy... Have you ever seen Stigmata? <laughs> no, what? I mean, that, that is that's incredible. a really cheesy horror, isn't it? About, like, Gabrielle Byrne. I mean... Yes, I have really seen good. that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that kind of horror. Well, anyway, he's in it. He's in it. Um, okay. It's like her husband. Um, I would recommend watching it because because well, it's so like at the end is very well you know like the most unsettling horror I think is where it's sort of not explained and so it could happen <laughs> to anyone whereas yeah. this is quite neatly explained so it would basically never happened to you so you wouldn't have to worry you wouldn't have to worry if in your house something like you heard a funny noise because it honestly couldn't be what it was in hereditary I think that horror, well, already horror is getting really big, but I think um, I think horror is going to be a really interesting response to Trump, COVID, Brexit, in that like, we're going to go through some horrible years, whatever happens. And I think horror is a really interesting way of like dealing with like fairness, unfairness and morality is a very moral form. So I think like, 
I think there are I think there are going to be lots of very big horror films over the next few years. That's my prediction. I'd I'd like to be I'd like there to be a resurgence of musicals. Well, possibly that too. That's you know yeah. That's either we look towards the thing that we fear or we look completely away from it. And musicals are you know. Um, should we should we crack on? I think you've got some housekeeping, haven't you? Before we do. Oh yeah, I do. Okay, let me get this up. So. I've been told that last week when I said that I've been doing a lot of admin in front of Trash TV mm. and I said I've been doing all my paperwork in front of Emily in Paris uh, and a sharp-eared listener wrote in to say that actually it's pronounced Emily in Paris and that has actually been um, confirmed by Netflix that's how it should be pronounced. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it's good to be precise about this thing. So. Is it because it's a half rhyme? Emily in Paris. I, it, maybe it's because of that. Look, you're the English student, you tell me. Uh, well, I mean, what it puts me in mind of is um, that the Byron poem, poem should be pronounced Don Juan not Don Juan, because one of the lines requires that in order for it to make sense in terms of the kind of scansion. So yeah, Emily in Paris. Okay, other housekeeping bits. Oh yes, we were told that Tom Hardy went to a posh school that Tim Henman also went to. So I'm just adding that as a bit of context for last week, because I think it was under discussion and I think that's relevant. Well, that is interesting, because when I watch Tom Hardy films, uh, at certain points I do go, Come on, Tom! <laughs> do you sit on Hardy Hill? Do you sit on Hardy Hill? That's what I call it. Um, and I'd just like to remind everybody, because I did it at the end last time, maybe people didn't listen till the end, that's fine. Um, but please do follow us on Instagram, um, subscribe to the podcast, please share with your networks and get the word out. It's all coming back to me, the episode of Punning on Empty, where we take a wandering examination of the celebrated actor Alan Cumming's career. Just a few notes that at one point we refer to not being on proper lockdown. And I'd just like to say that this was recorded when London was under tier two before the current lockdown. And obviously we very much abide by the rules set by Her Majesty's government. So I don't want any, I don't want anybody to think that we're not taking anything seriously. Secondly, we wonder about a certain character in X-Men. The character's name is Quicksilver. And we did not do any previous research. No, hence not knowing many things that he but that was the title. It was, it's all coming back to me. So it was, what could we remember? Uh, welcome to It's All Coming Back to Me, the podcast where we try and remember some things about the career of Alan Cumming. So uh, my learnings this week uh, were, I don't know very much about the actor Alan Cumming. It turns <laughs> no, out off the top no. of my head. Also, I've been saying his name wrong. My entire life, I thought it was Cummings. I thought his I name thought was it, Alan. I thought it was Cummings, Cummings too. No, yeah. Clearly, that's Dominic Cummings. Yeah. That's in our 
It's, it's in our heads. <laughs> should we just should we just crack oh, on well, with you what we do? You want to start with with the films that you remember? Okay, what well, I decided, or just what you remember about his career? Yeah, I decided not to start with a film because that's too obvious. <laughs> I've started with the TV show, The High Life. Do you remember that? Uh, Does it ring a bell? Alan nothing. coming in a, a cabin crew no. uniform. What year? Oh, nineties, mid to late nineties. Well, then this is this is not going to be very interesting, is it? Because I don't remember no, a lot about it, it, and you about? don't remember it at all. It was about so flight crew. It was yeah. It was uh, as far as I'm aware. It was a they made one series of it, unless I didn't I didn't catch the the, the latter series. In which, but the joke was basically that they were kind of like camp scottish cabin crew that was one of those it was one of those series that you sort of wouldn't really fly now <laughs> ironically um it's just the joke is they're sort of doing like innuendo-y sort of broad innuendo based humor on a plane but that's not how he got famous is it no but i think that's just before he starts to being things in my head that's the narrative oh, of his career okay. is that he's also we weren't allowed to look anything up. No. But I'm pretty sure he's had memoirs that were, at the time, quite well thought of, I think. He's written a book about his life. I think he's been in... I think he's one of those actors who's been in loads of theatre. But because you and I hate the theatre, uh, we won't know that. Well, I have put down something of the theatre. I've put... I have a memory that he was in Cabaret... It can't be the Liza Minnelli version because that was the no, 70s. but he he would obviously play that part. But at he the was welcome, Marie. So I have a lot of memories of him in white, the white makeup of being the MC in Cabaret. So and I've put maybe Broadway question mark. That is a role that makes a lot of sense that he's done. Okay, yeah. So that I, is Leah. the theatre that I've put down, and then TV I've put. That he was basically in Broad City about two years ago. He was in an episode. Was he? As himself, where they they kept bumping into him in New York, and they were like, "Oh my God, it's the famous actor Alan Cumming." Again, coming again. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. So yeah, fine. Uh, but... And they're very excited to see him. So that that was the only TV I could find I could think of. Okay, I've grouped these two together. They are separate things, but it's very impressive that he's been in them both. I've gone played a Russian. In X Men and Goldeneye. Yeah, and what was it? What was the name of his uh, part in Goldeneye? Uh, oh well, like like Igor or Boris. Boris, Boris. Yeah, Boris. Exactly. it was Boris. Coming back to Dominic Cummings again. Yeah. It's all. It all links up. Yeah, so I actually watched Goldeneye about three weeks ago. Because <laughs> I was yeah. somewhere where there was no. Like proper TV, I had to watch what was on TV, so yeah. I watched Goldeneye. Oh, Goldeneye is a great film. I didn't watch till the end, to be honest. It's it's longer than you think, but no, it was good. It was enjoyable for like the first hour and a half. <laughs> it was good for the first hour and a half. And Goldeneye, it's longer I than was, you think. Yeah, I was interested. Like I thought he was really good, but then I was like, does does he always play Russians? Is that what got him famous? That he could do a Russian accent <laughs> but, in Hollywood. Yeah. I feel like it is because this is my other question to you. Mm. Well, my first question was: Was he on English TV? And you've said the High Life, but was that after? That was well. That I mean, Scottish was like TV. 94. I don't want to. Don't want to drive a wedge like, like a nationalist wedge. So was this, this TV after that? Oh God, actually, maybe maybe High Life. He can't. He can't have gone. 
Goldeneye Highlight. Mu- yeah, that must have been like 93 that, or something. Because I feel like he's he actually was more famous in America. Is yeah, he he's because, definitely his career. Has, because like, he could do a Russian accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, or he could do a lot. He's done a lot of different accents, I think. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm only aware of Russian and Scottish. Those are the two uh, that I know. And hasn't he been in a series recently? I feel like he's in like Suits or one of those American shows that I've not watched where he's like play, doing an American accent, playing like a guy in a suit. Really? West Wing was it? Not West Wing, but like he's he's been in something like a modern returning yeah. show where it's I'm like, not, oh, there's Alan Cumming oh, wearing you know a what? suit, being like a hard-assed, slightly baddie. I don't baddie. think he was in suits because he would have been to like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's wedding. And he definitely wasn't at their wedding. What, they invited everyone who was in the cast of well, that show to invited, their wedding? They invited the main stars of Suits. Well, are we paying for that? <laughs> I think that's disgraceful. Are we, are we paying for that? Are we, am I paying for Alan Cumming to go to Meghan Markle's wedding? Oh, I'm not having that. So he can do a Russian accent, but I mean, he can't really do a Russian accent, can he? Like, well, he can do it as well as you can. Well, yeah, no, I was about... Well, I mean, you've uh, <laughs> you threw in the, the lead in now. He, he can do this Russian accent. <laughs> like, in both both parts, that's what, how I remember his Russian accent. I don't think I realised that Nightcrawler was Russian. What's the Nightcrawler's backstory? Is it that he was, like, experimental in Russia or something? Yeah, almost certainly, there. yeah, there'll be some sort of, like... The, the, laboratory, the laboratory is experimented <laughs> on my DNA. No, but isn't that too similar to Wolverine? Well, perhaps they're... Oh, there's a symmetry either side there to the their cold I mean, exactly. this is yeah. all, we literally yeah. don't know this. We're just making that up. It would make sense. It would I mean, make it would sense. really make sense. Um, Yeah, so he's Nightstalker and his power is that he's able to, like... Nightcrawler, not Night Stalker. That's no, a bit no, more. That's dark. No, isn't I think Night Stalker's a serial Stalker. killer, aren't they? They're quite a famous serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Night Crawl. I mean, crawling's not that much less creepy than stalking. <laughs> um, I don't. I feel well, as in a baby can crawl, but can a baby stalk? I feel like. I just feel like it's inherently more threatening stalking than crawling, isn't it? What I think you've done there is... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a model you apply to many other... (laughs) Well, a baby can dribble. (laughs) Can't be creepy then, because a baby dribbles. If a baby can do it, it can't be creepy. That's how it works. Um, Yeah, but his power isn't there... Okay, I haven't watched that X-Men film in a while. It's the second one, right? Or yeah, the third one. It's the second one. Of the one. Early I've got I've got in seconds question mark or others. I don't know, but it's definitely the second. He's not in the first. But isn't, he appears in the second. Isn't there a thing where he can he can transport himself and some anyone else he's touching to a space, but there's a thing where it's like only if he can see it in case he teleports like into like the walls. There's like a whole bit, there's a tension in one of the oh. scenes where they're like, you've got to teleport me through that door. And he's like, I can't, oh, I see, can't see, it. I can't see where I'm going. So I can't, and they're like, you can do it. And he's like, no, I can't see, I can only teleport the what? I don't, I don't so want to do Marlon Brando. He can't see behind a door, so he can't teleport behind. He, there's a thing well, where it's that, like. I mean, I've only just recently watched The Dark Phoenix. And he teleports people in and out of spaceships and in deep space and all this. So that is not canon. They haven't carried that argument on. Because he's literally going out into space, getting someone and bringing them back into a ship. And he can't see inside the ship from that yeah. space, can he? No, they've... that. I mean, maybe that was coming... 
That was Alan's take oh, on the role. He was, he was like, I'm very mm. method. I can't see. I don't think my character can <laughs> transport into space. I think he only can transport if he can see. They're like, we've got quite a lot of budget we can spend. Like, no, 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 no. We do not need to transport into space. I can only transport this side of the door. <laughs> what do you think of the young Nightcrawler in... Um... In New Class, Days of Future Past and Dark Phoenix. Who is it? Who is it? I feel like he's the best young casting out of all of them, to be honest. Is it someone famous? Is it? No, it's not. He's just sort of a very... He's like a tiny skinny boy. Is he doing a Russian accent? Yeah. 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 I can't think of anyone in those recastings apart from... You know, like an American horror story, like the... the, They call him the the Floppet or the Muppet? That that blonde... I love him. Yeah, like he's... I think he's brilliant. And he's he's... It's not a good power if you just think about it in your normal life, but when you see it on TV and they s- slow it down, so yeah. he does things, he does things really, really fast when everybody else is like moving a millimetre, that's a good power. It's hard to explain well, the so impact you can have moving, moving really, really, really fast. I'm going to go off on a tangent here because I think that's, that's what this is for. If nothing else, it's yeah. just to be discursive. Have you seen the, the, the recent Sonic the Hedgehog live action film? No. Well... Did it even come out? I thought uh, they had to stop and like reshoot it because everyone was like, Sonic's too freaky and yeah, they, it was they, all there a was, bit of a disaster. Everyone made a big fuss about Sonic the Hedgehog's nipples, definitely. But uh, so did you, have you watched it like in lockdown? Did you pay for it to watch it? Yeah, yeah. No, like the £14, the thirteen ninety nine. No, when they, when they was... go, oh, it's the same price as a family ticket to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, but in Sonic the Hedgehog, there's a whole scene where they basically rip off that slow motion scene of him like moving you know like moving someone's fist so when it starts up again they punch uh, yeah. they just rip off that scene entirely oh because um, Sonic can cause go Sonic's, fast yeah because Sonic's so quick and I was a bit oh, like oh. that wasn't a thing Sonic could do otherwise that would be a feature of the games yeah I but, feel like that they've just introduced that for the film doesn't make any sense no bullet time feature what is Sonic. the name of that character what the fast one yeah not Flash is it that's different that's a whole but bit. is that's, he that's in, is he DC. in the first they didn't have the technology then. It wasn't till like yeah. Matrix came and they started like falling through the bullets. Yeah, I, but also like they didn't have an actor with the charisma of the floppet, the, the blonde <laughs> floppet. The floppet. That's what like that's. I like, love him. Can't remember. It's like Lindy West or someone. Was there's some cultural commentator who, when they watched the the first two American Horror Story, story referred to him as like the floppet. Um, yeah. So Alan Cumming, Russian. Uh, because presumably his Scottish accent. Uh, oh, this is okay. Yes. Yeah, so what have you come up with? Um, well, this I just I didn't know he was in it, and I'd forgotten about it as a film. We were looking for something to watch. Uh, you know, as you do at home over lockdown. Yeah. What, we're not in lockdown now. Whatever this is called. Uh, um. Term, sort of terms and conditions may apply. Yeah. Constraints. Life, life constraints. <laughs> yeah. Not point five life. Uh, we watched Spy Kids. Uh, which I think is Roberto Rodriguez, right? The guy that did... I mean, I've seen it about 50 times. I watch it all the time. Oh, do the guys like it? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, so yeah. I, I sort of... I, I, was, yeah. I, I was vaguely aware it was a thing. Have you seen Spy Kids too? No, oh, I knew they'd made also, a, several sequels. Also, yeah. there's a Netflix cartoon. It's just come out. Oh, okay. Well, this is good. So, I mean, this like... is, All right, I like this. But what did you... Um, so, so you, you're, I, an, you're an expert on Spy Kids, basically. I'm an expert on Spy Kids. So what do you think about, like... And Again. the mum in Spy Kids is the mum in The Haunting of Hill House. And so now I can't really watch Carla 
Jagina or whatever her name is. That's what she, yeah. And I'm just like, well, it freaks me out now because, yeah, yeah, you're just like, plus the girls always want to have a tea party. So I'm just like, oh. What? Just randomly, they want to have a tea party not knowing that their relationship with the Spy Kids mum and then... <laughs> I mean, not with the woman, just when they want to have a tea party. And I would just say... Like... But anyway... I wouldn't yes. let them have a tea but, party. Well, yeah, it's got Antonio Banderas. I mean, I think Spy Kids is a good film. Well, it's great, but I'm also very interested. I'd love to know how Alan Cummings... Yeah, Cummings, because it's his the possessive of his. I've not misprinted... Yeah. yeah, Alan Cummings's... Um, character was written in the script or how much the, flug- he... the Fuglies well the yeah the, he, the Fluglies are his like right. he mutates people doesn't he yeah. to be his like henchmen yeah. but like do you think they were like in the script they were like weird Willy Wonka esque <laughs> like because he sort of he performs the whole oh, thing yeah. as if he's the centre of the film and like the emotional journey of the baddie is really important but it's just not it turns out he's not even the main baddie he's like <laughs> He's like the secondary baddie that then turns against the main baddie in order for them to uh, defeat yeah. the main baddie. Like, I, I mean, I thought no, I, th- I don't think he was making his part bigger than it was. I think no, I don't. I think he basically. I think he did that thing that an actor does sometimes when they're like, in order for me to do this, <laughs> I need to mine. I like. I need to mine into this character, and I need to find like the points of emotion that, <laughs> and allow me to find the truth in these lines. And it just feels like he's on a totally different. He's well, on a totally a different, different register. He's in a different film. Yeah, like Antonio Banderas is just kind of going like, like hamming it up and kind of like shouting, and that they're, and it's all quite big and cartoon. And then at the centre of it, there's just like Alan Cummings kind of going like, oh, like just being quite, just quite. It's quite an odd psychological. I think that's ex- what he was directed to do. Oh well, maybe I don't know, but it's it's not for much purpose because it then just and then. It's basically like he's doing in the same way that you know, like there was the whole thing that Johnny Depp was doing a bit of an impression of Michael Jackson with his Wonka, like it was that sort of. Oh, was it? I think that's oh, a that's thing. Dark, people, I think that's a thing it? people have sort of said. Like that's that's an element I of that performance. I mean, well, who knows? Uh, legally, if that's a problem in any way, <laughs> uh, I, obviously that's uh, allegedly Johnny Depp. Uh, was influenced by by Michael Jackson's performance of Willy Wonka. Um, but I mean, is that the only other film you've got? Well, hang on. That's not, not very good, is it, what we've come up with? I, I, well, I mean, I what feel else, like... Well, I, what other films have you come up with? Goldeneye, no, no, X-Men, we no, both came up with those. Yeah, no, you've that's You've come it. up with Spy Kids. I've said he was in Cabaret, Broad City, and he's also, I've seen a Saturday, an SNL that he hosted... In in which case I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make an educated guess. I'm gonna say, I think he's won a Tony. He's won. He's probably won multiple Tonys. Yeah, at least it's at least just, but at least basically, one. Basically, yeah. I think he's on Broadway all the time, but he just never comes to the West End. Why would you? I think I think yeah. I'd like to I'd like to look up what he's done in England. On the stage, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, look. Well, let's shall have we? A look. Let's stop. Let's stop and and and. Okay, and uh, come back. We'll be right back with part two, which is uh, where we've done some research <laughs> into Alan Cumming. So, Tulu. Uh... Seriously, mediocre. Here's how to get that adrenaline flowing. Just step up for the going, going. Ah, 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 ah,
coming back to me now uh there must be a joke about coming again or like uh, <laughs> twice in one yeah twice in one night uh so th- this this is a half where we've done some research into alan coming and i don't mean to be mean i certainly would you know he's had more of a career than me across television <laughs> stage and screen you've got Still. But we didn't miss that much out of. I feel no, like we weren't didn't. that far off the key, you know. We have just watched a YouTube video called Alan Cumming yeah. breaks down his iconic roles, and there's pretty much what we said. Yeah, uh, but like, all right. So what did we miss out? So I was right. He did win a Tony. That was for, obvious. For Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. And then we watched um, his performance. Of cabaret at the uh, what would that have been like the some sort of awards ninety eight maybe it was at the Tonys. Do they do they do the Tonys? Is that a thing? Is there a show like a televised show? Yeah, and to be honest, I was in a production of Cabaret University. Ooh, who were you? I was like um, so just prostitute four or something. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah. once a show girl, but I had a dancing solo where I was a cheerleader. Yeah, so I have to say that. The MC in that production was pretty much exactly the same as Alan Cumming. I just think anyone who plays the MC... Hang on, do you mean he had 90s like hair? <laughs> I just mean it, it was the same. They sort of dressed the same. It was the same. Every night it is a battle yeah, exactly. to stop the girls taking all of their clothes off. Mm, perhaps tonight would be the night we lose. <laughs> but like, yeah. it was, I do, what I loved about what we just watched, where we saw Alan Cumming perform on stage... Mm was then the original MC from Cabaret came out. Oh, yeah. And they danced together. And there's nothing I love more than a reunion of, like, Broadway actors. You know, Cabaret, he won a lot of awards. That put him on the map. That's basically... That made him sort of earn a, like, a a thespian who sort of had credibility, I think. Didn't bloody mention the high life, did he? He left that left that out of his uh, iconic roles that he'd been in. I didn't see it in any of the stuff that I was researching just now. I mean, no one. It wasn't on um, any of the profiles I read, or I, on his on on his IMDb summary. I, well, I mean, I could let, I could play you the theme song <laughs> if you want, but you you get you, while I queue up the theme song for the high what life. What else did you bring up that was interesting? I thought it was quite funny that he was saying he was excited to be in Goldeneye because it was you know it was a bit of a reboot after being away for a long time. And no. do you really remember at the time them being like, oh wow. Judy Dench says to Bomb that he's a misogynist. You know, a misogy- was, a sexist misogynist yeah, dinosaur. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa. Whoa. Girl and power. Like, Girl still, power. But he's yeah. still shaking everyone left, right, centre. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but he's respecting them. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, I'm gutted. We didn't remember that Alan Cumming was the receptionist in Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, well, like, I've been like, about Eyes Wide Shut for quite a long time. Obviously, the end I of mean, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's marriage. I mean, I think that's another episode. Cruise Control. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, yeah that, I mean, he, you know, he said he, was, he said it was a nightmare shoot which corroborates everything I've heard. It yeah. ran on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, and then you watch the film um, and you're like, why? Well, and then after that, that's what, once Tom Cruise did that at Magnolia and he didn't get any Oscar nominations or any sort of critical reception, that's why he just gave up and went into action films. But I just think it's really sad because, you know, he could have, he could have carried on with those sorts of films, but in the end he just went, fine, I'll just do Mission Impossible. Yeah, do you know what I call him? What? Tom Lose, because he didn't win an Oscar <laughs> ever. That's, I'd be like, when I saw him, I'd be like, hi. He's still Tom Lewis. He's still got time. Oh yeah, he's 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 like a fine wine. He's uh, he needs his goodwill hunting. That's what he needs. He needs a like Robin Williams, you know, like to be an old teacher. Or oh, something. okay, but you I don't know I mean? no, because I don't think something like that. I don't think he would let himself inhabit a role in which he's like physically vulnerable or emotionally yeah, no, vulnerable like i think he, yeah. he that, has to and I think, he has to be like the world savior yeah i think that's why he's never like the closest he's got to it is in tropic thunder <laughs> like not that is not closest yeah. to an oscar but the closest towards like having some sort of like point of like vulnerability in which he's not like the coolest strongest sexiest smartest guy in the film i think he's a deeply insecure man that's what i'm telling you well because he's short he is very short. That, well, that, that's what it made me think. I mean, Alan Cumming must be very short because in that scene, <laughs> Alan Cumming is about is. half a foot at least shorter than Tom Cruise. I just Cruise. thought that was perspective. Well, yeah. there is that. he's behind the hotel desk. There is that rumour that, that Tom Cruise like makes has it like written in that all of his oh, shots really? he has to appear. You know, well, yeah. if I was Tom Cruise, I'd do the same. I mean, I mean, I wish I could do that now. I mean, you do do the same. I mean, if there is a photograph taken, like you you, you specify contractually that it can only be taken from a certain direction. <laughs> from above. With a, yeah, from above. I mean, all yeah. girls do that. That's not just me. Eyes wide shut. He was the voice of Black Beauty. Yeah, to be fair, I'm holding my hands up. I didn't, so we didn't, know didn't, that. didn't call that one. And then, um, else? And then Josie and the Pussycats and Spice, Girl, Spice World. Well, yeah. It's so sort of two quite similar films. Yeah, and then so the... why is he so famous? Well, he's because he... I think it's because of X Men Two. I and think Goldeneye. he's been in quite a few big franchises. No, I think he's. I think his level of fame is commensurate to his like Broadway stuff. Okay. I think he's like because if like I look, yeah, books. That's the main thing. Books, right? I looked. So he's had like he's written a novel. And he's written a volume of memoir. Yeah, he's written a novel. What's and the novel? Can't remember. Right. But, Where did uh, it come out? Can't remember. Oh. But, but, I mean, you know, but he's written a novel. Didn't you just do that in our research segment? Yeah, but I didn't write it down. Oh, right. I mean, I could look it up now if you really no, care. No, I'm interested to know what it's about. But I remember his, his memoir was... I remember his memoir getting a lot of attention. Um, but he's also... He's had, like, a visual his, history of his life published by, like, Rizzoli, who are, like, a big you know they did the kim kardashian photo book like they're a big right. massive publisher like so yeah. um so like that's so somewhere like there is basically a culturally significant base without having the output to back it up i feel like i yeah i would say i was i thought we were going to be like really in oh he was in emma you know, oh, he was, yeah, he was, in he was Mr. He was, uh, he was, ben, Elton in he was Ben Elton in Emma. In the, in the 
the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. Yeah, the Good Wife. That's that's like well, people that watch that. Well, people watch that here, but that was that's a massive deal in America. That's like yeah. one of the biggest shows on American TV, isn't it? So I mean. This is probably the wrong time to suggest this, but I wonder if Alan Cumming is the right person to do a podcast about his career. <laughs> I thought, um, I when I came up with the title... Which is I a great title. I genuinely yeah. thought, he's a legend. He looms large yeah, over our culture. I yeah, he thought, must have. I, thought, I didn't want to think about it too much because I didn't want to ruin the pod... Yeah. So, but I just thought, he's been in GoldenEye, off the top of my head, he's been in GoldenEye, he's been in X-Men, you know, there's stuff there's stuff that he's done, and then it turns out he hasn't done that much. Yeah. Well, Alan Cumming, um, if that makes you want to <laughs> revisit the, the... Well, what would you suggest people people watch if they haven't, if they've, if they've never seen it? Oh. If, if people have never seen GoldenEye, should they watch GoldenEye? Yes, say. definitely. A hundred percent yes. Goldeneye's great. Brilliant. Say, no, I would recommend that they play wait the... Wait for the Tom Hardy James one that's coming out soon. I would recommend... I don't know if you can get an emulator. I'd recommend they buy on eBay a Nintendo 64 oh, and yeah, play that's Goldeneye. That's amazing. I think that would be the... That's better that's than watching the film. Better I than, mean, yeah. Gold, N64 Goldeneye hmm. is an iconic game. Yeah, which he's in. I mean, his face is in that, I mean, so he the, can... I it's the last... You know what? It's the last shoot-em-up that I've been able to play. I love that you call it a shoot 'em up. Well, it is because well. ever since then the controls have got much more complicated. There hasn't been a shooting up round here for twenty five I mean, years. That was the technical name in the nineties for those sorts of games. I think it was even then called the first person shooter. Well, I don't think it was a shoot, shoot 'em up. Yeah, so definitely play Goldeneye on the N sixty four. Definitely watch the original cabaret film. That's great. You well, know, it hasn't got him in it. No, but I mean, it's better than. You know, yeah. I mean, we watched literally the two of them playing that role next to each other, and I, I, I mean, he was amazing. Yeah, it's just a creepiest. Joel Grey. Is he called Joel Grey? Yeah, creepiest hell, amazing. But um, Alan, Alan Cumming just was wearing like PVC leggings and like, and had curtains. curtains. I mean, I love curtains. You do love curtains, I just, yeah. I love curtains. Bring back curtains. So I'd, I'd recommend Spy Kids, and then, and then I guess. Um, the high life, really, just the whole six half an hour episodes. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, uh, yeah, link, to that. link in link in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think on a podcast you can just put a link in the description. Yeah, you can. I, yeah, no, I, I was being like, I was, I was being comedically uh, inept. Oh, at, right, at, okay, yeah. There we go. Uh, that was, I think, um, perfectly kind to Alan Cumming. And if him or his legal team feel differently, then I offer a full retraction and apologise. Yeah, well, no, we're real fans. Yes. Of what work there is to be a fan of, we are fans. Yeah, and oh, we really respect him. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the end of the podcast. If you've listened this far... We consider you a true fan. Jamie, what should we call our fans? Pundits? Yeah, that's great. So please um, please go to the website and vote for the next episodes that you'd like to hear. We've only had one person vote so far and they voted both for 
Ice Ice JJ and Ruddy Marvelous. I mean, it's it's fine if not many people do because we have to start paying after ten people have answered. So if we could keep it at nine this month. <laughs> That would be really good. But, you know, if you don't want us to do Ice Ice JJ already marvellous, then get voting. Yeah. Do other podcasts let people inside the uh, in the Dream Factory in the way that you have? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you not want me to say that we've had one? I think we shouldn't let people in on the fact that double figures causes us a problem. <laughs> it's more that we'll have to pay like you know five pound a month yeah fine all right i think it look it doesn't cause a problem i didn't say it caused a problem just we start paying for it so join us next week for no land is an island which is a really good one